Good evening, everybody. It has been a minute. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 10 of Sodom and I. Now, I know it's been uh, about, a, about a week plus of me not uploading every day, and that I do apologize for. But I've been doing research, guys. I just started getting real passionate and just really wanted to learn more about the synoptic gospels after I saw that Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4 were essentially the same thing. So I was like, why? What's going on? You know, I was, I was pretty new to this. So, you know, I'm like a spiritual baby right now. So I didn't know about synoptic, you know, gospels until I started reading it on my own. So I'll give you my take on what I got from the books, you know, what I think about the authors. So let's just get right into it. <clears throat> now, I believe the chronological order of the books being written was uh, Mark, Mark, Matthew, Luke, John. I believe so. You know, don't quote me. See, I think it's, or this one says Mark, Luke, Matthew, John. All right, so the website I'm on right now is thebiblejourney.org. But I was looking around on different websites because, you know, you just don't want to take one thing and be like, this is exactly what it is. You know, you got to do some research, put some effort into it. So in this on this website, thebiblejourney.org, it says in chronological order, it was written Mark, Luke, Matthew, John. And on another another uh, website is the blueletterbible.org. It says that the order would be Mark, Matthew, Luke, John. And then they both have like reasonings as to why, which just goes to tell you like, you know, well, we probably don't know the exact accurate ones. We could just take a pretty educated guess. I mean, these they both came with dates, too. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, you don't know which one to do. You just, you know, take it. It's all, it's all about what they wrote, not really about when they wrote it. It's just good to learn when and why and who it's from or who it's for. So Mark... Um, Mark was one of Simon Peter's disciples. So Mark's gospel is basically Simon Peter's perspective. So it's Simon Peter, Mark, and then Luke, Matthew, and John. So I'm going to read off the BibleJourney.org because this one, this one gave me better vibes than the other one. I'm not going to lie. Going based off of energy right now. And I like this one better. So who wrote the Gospels? The story of Jesus of Nazareth is told in the New Testament by four different authors. The first four books of the New Testament are called Gospels because they contain the good news gospel about Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. The four authors traditionally identified as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had different audiences in mind when they wrote. So the accounts differ quite marketedly in approach. Now, before we go into what they say about it, how I felt when I read these books is that I felt like John's 
John's was like spiritual. John's was very spiritual. Like, you know, it make, it makes you really look inwards and, you know, all of them make you look inwards. Don't get me wrong. But John's was, it felt more spiritual, you know, and then Matthew was very intricate. You know, it, <laughs> Matthew starts off with 14 generations, you know, starting from Abraham all the way up to Jesus, you know. And then Mark is the shortest one. And when I read Mark, like the first, the first couple of, uh, <laughs> first couple of verses, let me go to the, the verse that I'm talking about. Like literally Mark is only 16 chapters and all the one, the, all, every other one is like 20 plus and where it is. And there, and the, okay, there we go. Verse 12 and immediately, or let's start at 11. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with wild beasts and angels, and the angels ministered unto him. And that's it, talking about when Jesus was led into the wilderness. Like it was condensed into one verse. It sounds like Mark is literally like a written oral tradition. Like I was like, I was so invested in like the, the details of what happened to Jesus when he went there, what Satan said to him when he was in the forest of, you know, having eaten, fasted 40 days. This one just says it in one verse. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. And that's it. Next one, now after that. That's it. One and done. So Mark Mark sounds like someone, it sounds like he wrote down what someone verbally told him, right? And then Luke, Luke gives me, he likes to be a accurate historian vibe. Like it, it, it feels like Luke this kind of, I feel like this is more written in like a, like a, if someone were to look at this and turn it into a play, you know, Luke has not more details than all the other ones, but there are some details in Luke that are not in the other three uh, synoptic Bibles. And then I also learned that people say three synoptic and then they say John is like different than all of them. But John still is telling the story of Jesus, you know, spreading the gospel and his death. So I'm going to say the four synoptic Bibles, but John is different than the other three. I will say that, you know. So continuing, Matthew, Mark, and Luke set out to present description, a description of Jesus's life and death, roughly in chronological order. As together, they see Jesus' life in a in a broad and broadly the same way they are known as the synoptic bible meaning seeing together gospels john was more concerned with explaining jesus's teachings and theology so he has a more thematic approach and makes a little attempt to present his gospel in chronological order which i also noticed because i read john's first and then i went back and read the other three and I was like, some of, 
why is this stuff like hopping around? Am I tripping? I thought I was tripping. Then I read this and I was like, I'm not tripping. <laughs> so it starts with Mark's gospel because on this website, it says Mark's was written first. And now there are a lot of Bible references, like verse references. Uh, this episode, I'm just going to read the verse references. I'm not going to read the verses themselves. I'm going to give you guys a little homework. There, it's not going to be graded, though, so don't stress about it. But if you want to gain more understanding and knowledge, then I'm giving you homework because I'm also going to be doing it. All right. Mark's Gospel. The shortest of the four Gospels is widely thought to be the first one to have been written. Over a third of his account concentrates on the events surrounding Jesus's death and resurrection. It was probably written as early as 62 AD, a little over 30 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, while Mark was staying with Paul in Rome. It is considered to be the earliest gospel because Luke and Matthew appear to borrow a considerable amount of their information from Mark's narrative. About 90% of Mark's narrative is repeated in Matthew's gospel, while Luke includes over half of Mark's content. Taking another pause, because I like to talk. Even though when, if you do decide to go through and read, you know, these gospels, don't skip anything just because you've read it before. These gospels are literally uh, four people's, four different point of views about the same events. So you're gonna read the same thing over and over again. And honestly, I mean, it's here. So we definitely need to read it over and over again. There's a reason why God, you know, wants us to research this. There's a reason why God has all this stuff in here multiple times. If it wasn't that important, I'm sure he would have just said something once and kept it moving. Like a lot of the people in here who are only mentioned once. Not saying that they're not important. But they're not important as uh, the things that are repeated in here twofold, tenfold, a hundredfold times. Because they're, you know, do not be afraid is something that's pretty throughout this book, seeing that God sends his angels as messengers sometimes. That's pretty important. I don't know. Looking at the biblically uh, accurate description of an angel, it seems like they definitely would need to say, do not be afraid. <laughs> I, I would probably be terrified if I saw one of them, you know? I would only imagine what someone, uh, how someone felt being woken up by one in the middle of the night. Like, it literally says that they would, like, put their face to the floor in fear. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Mark's gospel, or, well, half of Mark's content, boom. Mark's early account of Jesus's life is widely believed to have been written by John Mark, a Jewish member of the early Christian community in Jerusalem, at whose home the first Christian believers met. See Acts chapter 12, verse 12. John Mark, as a teenager, may have known Jesus well. The upper room where Jesus's last supper was held may have been at Mark's house. Many scholars think that the young man who Mark says escaped from the Garden of Je Gethsemane, that's what I mean, Gethsemane, 
when Jesus was arrested, see Mark chapter 14, verse 51 to 52, was John Mark himself. Another pause. We're going to pause after every paragraph today. So, me, myself, personally, I would say that's pretty interesting. And it makes sense because that uh, that young man, he wasn't named. And I've noticed that they don't sometimes, sometimes they don't like to name themselves in their own books. Like they keep it all mysterious and whatnot. But Marx was the only chapter that even said anything about the young man who escaped from the garden. None of the other three, uh, you know, gospels talking about Jesus's life and his teachings said anything about a young man who Mark, you know, said escaped from the garden of Gethsemane. So I, you know, I, I feel like I agree with that. After Jesus's death, Mark, would have firsthand, he would have firsthand accounts of the life and teachings of Jesus from Peter and the other apostles. As a young man, he traveled across Cyprus with Paul and Barnabas, who was his uncle in 46 AD, before returning to Jerusalem. See Acts chapter 12, verse 25, and chapter 15, verses 37 through 39. He later spent two years in Rome. 60 to 62 AD, when Paul was under house arrest awaiting his trial before Emperor Nero. It is likely that Mark's gospel was written around this time, relying for accuracy on the accounts that the author had heard from Peter and the other apostles. Mark was later sent by Paul to the church at Colossae, but Paul asked Timothy to bring Mark back from Colossae to Rome just before his death in 67 AD. See Colossians, or Colossians chapter 4, verse 10, and 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. We know that John Mark arrived back in Rome about this time as Peter sends greetings from Mark in his first letter to believers in Asia Minor, written in 67 AD, shortly before Peter was executed. See 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13. As Mark goes out of his way to explain Jewish customs, see Mark chapter 7, verse 3 through 4, and chapter 15, verse 42, he was probably addressing an audience that included Gentiles and may have well written his good news for the believers in Rome. Luke's Gospel appears to rely heavily on information from Mark's gospel, which is absolutely true, as well as containing some additional material from other sources, sometimes referred to as biblical scholars or by biblical scholars as Q or Quell, German for source. Luke was a Gentile, which means non-Jewish doctor, who was a close companion of Paul. He is the only non-Jewish writer whose work is found in the Bible. Now that, that is very unique. Because I feel like Luke, uh, Luke had a lot of stuff in his book. But I, I just found it interesting that he was the only, non, he's the only non-Jewish writer whose work is found in the Bible. It's very interesting. Shout out to Luke. <laughs> 
He first joined Paul in 51 AD at Troas on his second missionary journey. Yeah, so it references Acts uh, chapter 16, verse 11. So Luke also wrote, um, Luke also wrote Acts, Acts of the Apostle. So that's, that's where a lot of this stuff is going to be coming from. So honestly, I'm not even going to read the, the, or I am, but just read Acts and Luke. Do, 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 do. And he may have well lived in Philippi where he stayed after Paul and Silas were forced to leave. See Acts chapter 16, verse 40. Some scholars believe that Luke was the man from Macedonia who appeared in Paul's dream and begged Paul to visit his homeland. So now, this makes me want to research where Luke is from. You know, because, yeah, I, it makes me want to research where Luke is from. Because a man from Macedonia, is he from Macedonia? I'll do my own research and get back to you guys. <laughs> Luke wrote his gospel for a Gentile audience. <clears throat> Excuse me. Having been asked for an account of Jesus's life and teachings by a Roman friend he calls Theophilus, lover of God. See Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Luke stresses that Jesus was the savior of all mankind, whatever their background, their gender, or nationality. He also wrote a second book for Theophilus about the Acts of Apostles. See Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. Which is awesome, because that makes sense that, you know, he's the only non-Jewish writer, you know, in the Bible, or he's just not, he's just not Jewish at all. His audience are, his audience is everybody. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter, you know, you know, where you're from, who you are who you live with, who you identify as, you know, what you like, what you don't like. None of that matters. This is for everybody. So for, for people who don't accept everyone, you're not showing them the love of God. That's sinning. You know, we, we want to focus on which sin is worse than what. All sin is the same in God's eyes. All sin is the same in God's eyes. All sin is the same in God's eyes. So, like, we're it's not our place to judge. It's not your place to judge people, to make them feel less than, to, to say whatever to them. You know, to discipline people, even when somebody does you the wrong way. Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Give them the other cheek. If somebody takes your clothes, give them some more. You know, I know it's hard. It's a lot easier to say and read than it is to apply. But... It's very important to apply God's word to your life, you know? So continuing, Luke, a Roman citizen, later accompanied Paul from Philippi to Jerusalem in 87, 87, 57 AD after his third missionary journey. He stayed for two years with the believers in Jerusalem and uh, Caesarea, during which time he probably met on many occasions with the Jewish Christian community at the home of John Mark in Jerusalem and heard many eyewitness accounts of Jesus's teaching, miracles, death, and resurrection. Together with Aristarchus, there we go, boom, I practice for you guys. <laughs> 
He then traveled with Paul to Rome in 60 AD. The next two years were spent with Paul in Rome while Paul was under house arrest awaiting his trial before Nero. See 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. It was probably during this two years in Rome that Luke wrote his gospel. He appears to have completed his gospel and the Acts of the Apostles before 64 AD. As his account of the Apostles' activities ends before the Great Fire of Rome in 64 AD, and the outbreak of the Jewish War in 66 AD. As the Acts of Apostles makes no mention of the outcome of Paul's appeal to Nero that was heard in 62 AD, it was probably written before the result was known, which makes sense. It follows that Luke probably wrote his Gospel and the Acts of the Apostles while staying with Paul in Rome between 60 and 62 AD as it's likely that John Mark was also staying with Paul around the same time, this may help to explain why large parts of the Gospels of Luke and Mark are very similar. Most of the difference in emphasis is accounted for by the fact, yet yeah, accounted for by the fact that Mark's Gospel is written from the perspective of a Jewish Christian, while Luke wrote as a Gentile believer, which makes sense. <laughs> and like researching the background and history of who wrote this stuff makes it just makes everything else uh add up a little bit easier you know it just gives you more background information matthew's gospel is traditionally believed to have been written by levi a jew from galilee who collected taxes for the romans and whose greek name was matthew that makes sense because i think in uh in mark and in luke they reference matthew as levi so i had to go and research if levi and matthew was the same person because it speaks on jesus going to him while he was in the tax collector's booth and saying come and follow me but it said levi not matthew so i was like okay they gotta be the same person this is it just makes sense right boom so his Greek name was Matthew, and then it says, see Matthew and Mark. I, I suggest you guys just read the whole, all of the Synoptic Bibles, bro. Just get a full understanding in the different perspectives of Jesus's life, you know, spreading his good word, his death and his resurrection. Do, do, do. He was one of Jesus's first apostles his close circle of 12 followers or disciples who were sent out with the good news. Matthew's account of Jesus's life was written between 70 and 80 AD, primarily for Jewish readers. <clears throat> its particular emphasis was to persuade its readers that Jesus really was the Messiah or Christ, the anointed one promised by the Old Testament prophets. As a result, Many passages in Matthew's gospel set out to demonstrate that Jesus fulfilled the expectations that the Jews had of the Messiah in the New Testament times. And I will say in a lot of Matthew's passages, it, it'll say like, he truly is the son of man. You know, he truly is the Messiah. He truly is, you know, he really is. Like it, it's, it's really him like, guys, you gotta believe like, I know it's hard to change your belief system, 
when that's what you've been following your whole life. But what are you going to do when God asks you to do something? Are you going to go based off of your experience or are you going to go based off of your faith in him? Do it off of your faith in him. Have faith in God and he will take care of you. I promise you. That's on me. He will take care of you. Sometimes it, it might not happen immediately. That just means you're in your season of waiting and that's all right. I'm in my season of waiting. But when it's my time, it will be my time. You just got to be willing, you know, and patient. Matthew therefore begins his narrative with a lengthy genealogy to establish that Jesus was a descendant of King David. He tells us about the astrologers who came to Bethlehem after Jesus's birth, seeking the new king of the Jews. He then endeavors to show how Jesus was both a prophet like Moses and the promised son of man. See Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, and Matthew chapter 11, verse 18 through 19. Matthew's overriding theme is that Jesus was the Christ or the Messiah foretold by the Jewish prophets who fulfilled the law of Moses. John's gospel is quite different from the other three gospels. It is traditionally believed to have been written by John, one of Jesus's close circle of the 12 apostles in 85 AD when John, a leader of the Christian community in Ephesus, was an old man. Yeah, so it uh, in the beginning of this, it says that the first gospel wasn't really written until it said a little after 30 years, but the other website said 40 years and they rounded a lot. <laughs> and because it was so long ago, I'm pretty sure, you know, over time, over oral traditions, over just man being man and wanting to be right and probably like changing stuff up at some point in time, we probably won't know the exact date of when this stuff was happening. But an estimate is fine. So don't get too caught up in the specifics. Get caught up in the specifics of what's in the Bible, not when they wrote it. That's it's a little bit more important. <laughs> in AD, John, the leader of the Christian community, was an old man. It was written to denounce and disapprove and disprove a heretical false teaching known by scholars, scholars as Gnosticism. Gnostics taught that Jesus was human, but was not divine. John set out to show that Jesus was both human and divine, still a fundamental belief of Christians today. John wrote three letters to Christian believers between 85 and 88 AD in order to denounce the teachings of the Gnostics. And he probably wrote his gospel very shortly before this in 85 AD. The emphasis of John's gospel is that Jesus, the word of God, who has always coexisted with God, was an amazing revelation of God himself in human form. John's gospel is therefore unique and is fascinating to read alongside the other more conventional gospel accounts of Jesus's life and teaching. After completing his gospel, in his three letters 
to the daughter churches in the region around Ephesus, John was exiled by the Roman emperor Domitian to the island of Patmos. So I'm probably saying that wrong because I'm American. Sorry, guys. Domitian. That makes sense. Good job, Jordan. Here in 90 AD, he wrote the book of Revelation, a revelation he received from Jesus Christ about the last days. He returned to Ephesus in 96 AD where he died and was buried. And that's the end of, you know, this this website speaking on who wrote the Gospels. But it says, Gospel writers at the top, Mark wrote the Gospel, or, you know, according to this website, let me not just say this is what he did it. According to this website, Mark wrote his Gospel in 62 AD. It says, Luke wrote his Gospel, or well, the Gospel of Luke in 62 to 62 or in between 62 and 63 AD and he wrote the Acts of the Apostles or Acts in 60 or you know the same time frame Matt it says Matthew wrote his gospel between 70 and 80 AD and it says John wrote his gospel the three letters and revelation between 85 AD and 90 AD and then it also talks about the letter writers which is James 1 letter 35 AD, Paul 13 letters from 50 to 67 AD, Jude 1 letter 65 AD, and Peter 2 letters 67 AD. And it says the author of the letter to the Hebrews 65 AD is unknown. So I definitely want to do some more research on that. But in uh <laughs> in Luke's gospel, let me go to Luke's gospel. <laughs> Luke also did the theology or like ge- theology, good job. The genealogy of Jesus, but his was so long. It's like 72 generations, bro. I went back and counted. I feel like Matthew Matthew probably had to be written before uh Luke then because Luke I feel like Luke maybe based some of his stuff off of Matthew because I'm pretty sure I, I don't know I feel like he wouldn't have thought to write the whole genealogy of Jesus until until he he you know saw that Matthew did it was like I could probably do this better than him or like I can explain it in a better way than he can. You know, I'm trying to go back and find it or find exactly which chapter it was in. It's probably one of the later chapters. I did highlight it. I hope you guys had a nice holiday holiday break or even if you didn't get a break. Happy holidays, you know. I had pretty good holidays. I definitely love to fellowship, and I got to fellowship. So, you know, God gave me what I prayed for, what I asked him for, because I, I like to fellowship. I don't really like being alone, but sometimes it's 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 hard to travel, um, you know, back home. It's, it's like a six to eight hour drive and then everyone's driving. So there's a bunch of traffic and it might actually be like 10 hours 
because people drive crazy and don't really care. Good job. Love that. I'm sitting out here with my doggos today. Or my doggo. And I'm watching my roommate's dog. She's such a sweet dog. And both taking nappies. Tootin'. <laughs> Luke. Luke chapter. It's not chapter 20. Or 21. Well, when you guys get a chance to go and, you know, read your Bibles, like I'm asking you to, to get closer to God, you'll look in here and be like, oh, I see what she was talking about. 23. Jesus has risen. Appears to the disciples. It might have been Mark. No. I don't think it was Mark. Either way, I'll come back and correct myself in the next episode. It was nice talking to you guys. I wanted to make sure I did another episode soon. I, I literally finished Luke today, so I was like, all right. I finished everything on my list before I went back and, you know, spoke on it. Because I don't want to I don't want to say anything that I don't have at least a little bit of information on i'm sure i can go through and find more but i feel like reading all of the books is the bare minimum to to fully understanding you know jesus's life spreading of the gospel the good word his death and his resurrection i'm sure there's much more to to learn out there so do yourselves a favor and read these books if you haven't already, you know, if you're looking for a place to start in the Bible, because I know it can be pretty intimidating, especially depending on the size of the Bible you got. It might look like you got a lot of pages in it, and it does. <laughs> but don't be afraid. Be LOL. Be not afraid. Dive into it. Pray fast and ask God for his guidance on where he wants you to read. He might not want you to read in John. But I'm going to refer to you, Reed and John, because I don't know what he wants for you. That's what you got to ask him for. I'm just giving advice. <laughs> but you guys have a blessed night. I love you all. Thank you for supporting me. And uh, read your Bibles. Do your homework. Have a great night. Mwah.